Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pushing Buttons podcast with Marks and Annie Poo. My name is Marks, and I'm a victim of Andy's trolling. That one is actually 100% accurate almost every single day. I think I've given you a fairly accurate title so far, just saying. That's true. Hey, mine are accurate, too. uh, My name is Annie, and I wear socks and sandals in winter, which is not a lie, but is not the complete truth. Because, listen... Listening. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure. Um, You're welcome. I'm here for you. <laughs> um, I am lazy. So I don't like putting on shoes. So I have a pair of flops that I like to wear. And in the winter, it's cold. So, you know, you put on your fuzzy socks and then you put on your flops. And it's just a good time. I don't go outside very often either. It's not like I'm wearing that in my defense. I feel so triggered by this, by the way. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I didn't even have to say anything. You just kind of went off on your own. All right, let me just sit back and hear what she has to say. No, I just, I just like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's, it makes sense for what I need to accomplish when I go outside in these specific instances. Check the mail, get some packages, go get my friends. I'm not gonna put a whole pair of shoes on to get my friends. I'm just gonna put the flops on. But don't you have, like, easy slip-on shoes? Everyone's got at least, like, one pair of easy slip-on shoes. Yeah, those are called flops. I'm not going to question this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) If we got into the meat of this, this could be a podcast episode on its own. And I am choosing to divert the course of how this is going, mostly just because this is a podcast where we talk about a little bit more esports, a little bit more production, and uh, just kind of our thoughts on things. And not as much socks and sandals. Maybe we'll revisit that at a future date. Maybe maybe that'll be like a bonus episode or something like that. But we will just leave that there. So let's start things off. Um, these last couple of weeks have been pretty busy for the both of us. Uh, namely, last time you guys have probably watched this. Uh, Annie's backdrop is completely different. So she's in a whole new location. Yes, it is very cool. You can see the sandals, the flops actually in the background. <laughs> You mentioned it. I can see them over there. Yeah. For the audio listeners, you're just going to have to trust me that they're right by Annie's door. Oh, should background. I go grab them? Should we sure. do a show you go and grab tell? Them. Well, really? Yeah. Okay. You go grab them. I'll keep talking for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, no, these last couple of weeks um, for myself, I, you know, this is weird. I feel like I should wait for Andy to get back. So I'm going to do that. There are characters on the flops. Um, it's a bow and a bubble tea. Are you, are you going to like, I, I, I honestly, I was expecting you to clap them together. I'm not going to lie. Oh, wait, I should have done that. They're texture. dirty. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to go put them away now. Okay, you can go put them away. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are the uh, famous flops that Annie has told me about previously. Oh, it's getting cold outside. Oh, but okay, cool. So let's talk about what's been happening these last couple of weeks, um, just to kind of start things off on my end of things. I've still been doing quite a bit of casting just for a little bit of like high school and collegiate leagues that are going on there. And Ooh, quite frankly, like for an academic, I know I'm, I'm going back to school. Academic. They can't keep me away. <laughs> what a nerd. Yeah, I know, right? But uh, it, it's with the the Stride Esports League and as well as like NECC, and I've been kind of working their entire like fall semester type deal. And one thing that's kind of like standing out to me when I'm actually like working these events is it's so crazy to me now 
Maybe this is my boomer showing here, but it's so crazy to me now to actually have like adults that support esports and video games and cooperative spaces because one of the like unique experiences that actually came out from one of the uh, stridecasts that I did was like teachers and parents were in the Twitch chat, like cheering their team on. And I'm just like, this is really like this simply just did not exist like when I was growing up in high school honestly even in university still and so it's so like wild to me that that's kind of where we're at yeah I think it's really cool that you know universities and high schools even are starting to kind of get their feet wet in kind of like esports and competitive video games for free Why did you, why did you, there's no feet here. What are you talking about? You said feet. I did say feet, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> you said get their feet wet. <laughs> but I'm proud of you. You're finally getting it. It took you a few times of people responding for free for you to understand that this is a joke about feet. <laughs> You know what? This segues really nicely into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, <laughs> which is uh, over this last weekend, I worked at a uh, gaming stadium sponsored by Jack Link's tournament for Overwatch 2, which is really cool because this is like the very first big Overwatch 2 uh, event that I've been able to like cast properly. Congratulations! And there was one team called Riz Academy in the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, Riz kind of like rice in French. And everyone else in the production team was just like, You didn't say you that on broadcast, did you? No, I didn't say it on broadcast. Okay. Thank God I didn't say it on broadcast. <laughs> I would have like, I would have gone back to clip it if you did. <laughs> just oh, say that you forever. <laughs> what, what did, did you learn? What did become a thing? What did uh, become a thing? <laughs> honestly, I think maybe like two weeks ago, as of the time of this recording, is when I started hearing Briz used. How do how do people keep on top of this? I don't understand. You just gotta be on TikTok. Is that the move? You've been sending me a lot of TikToks lately. I'm not on TikTok. That's why I send you TikToks through Discord and not through TikTok, because I know you don't check your TikTok. No. The app is like muted on my phone because I'm just like, this seems like it's gonna be just a big waste of time, so I'm not gonna do it. Um, it's not a waste of time, but it consumes a lot of time. Uh, okay. I feel like it's too easy for to go yes. into TikTok and just be like doom scrolling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Glad we settled that. But yeah, I learned what Riz is. For anybody who's listening to this who doesn't know what Riz is, Riz is basically like the modern way of saying you've got game. You know? If you got Riz, you got game. <laughs> Am I wrong? Stop laughing at me. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> Sorry. I feel so old. <laughs> Let me get caught about it. This is an esports podcast. What what happened during your Overwatch 2 casting gig? How was it? It's your Can first. It was the the largest Overwatch 2 specifically broadcast yeah. you've done so far, right? Yep. Yep, it, it was. A lot of riz, um, a lot but, of meat. Yep, yep. Yeah. A lot of beef jerky. Um yeah, so I got to work it with uh, Epitomies, otherwise known as Tala. And it was really cool. Um, and the reason why I say that it was really cool is, like, if you know how I started out, I started out in Overwatch, right? Like, that's what I casted for a really long time. 
uh, until I started casting Valorant a little more because I was playing the game. And then I'm like, whoa, well, Valorant and opportunity. Wow, this is great. Um, but while I was working in Overwatch, I was doing a lot of like tier three, tier four tournaments, right? Like things that are a little bit like lower down. And when I started working this Jack Lynx tournament event and I was seeing some of these teams, I actually recognized quite a few names. And so like some of those players that like originally when I started casting Overwatch for the very first time and I was kind of seeing them like they probably were playing for like the entire life cycle of the game. But, you know, getting into that competitive space, playing these tournaments, going around, being Mm -hmm. traded between all these different teams, forming their own pug teams like now I'm actually seeing them compete in a pretty sizable tournament instead of just kind of like a community run tournament. And yeah. there was something that was so like giddy inside of me where like it was literally in the finals. I was just like, okay, there there were a lot of like hero swaps going on to like counterpick what the enemy was doing and stuff like that. And actually it was Riz Academy. Riz Academy, I recognize all the players on that team, but <laughs> the like I knew their play style from Overwatch 1. And when they started making all of these, like, different hero switches and stuff like that, I could pull some of that knowledge forwards. And also, too, I saw um, their main tank, like, completely change his playstyle since I had last seen one of his games. Just simply because, like, you know, a different meta had to try a different hero. And there isn't, like, any substitutions on the team or anything like that. And I'm just like, oh, wow, like, I remember this guy was not playing Winston really well back in the day, but now like, this is like really top tier play. And so it was just a really like interesting learning experience, I guess, where I felt like I was just so like, Oh, like look at him go. Like, this is crazy to me. This is so cool. It's like catching up with an old friend or an old classmate, someone that you used to know. It's been a while. And then you see them and you're like, oh, I see that you're doing really well. That's so good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm glad that this worked out. That was a very specific example that you just pulled out there and Jada's story. Would you like to expand (laughs) upon that? Well, I just, I am a sentimental person. I, my personality type is INFJ. I'm also a Pisces. If you don't know what that means, basically it's a wombo combo of emotions. And I am always on an emotional high. There is no zero. There is only 100. Actually, there is, there's either zero or 100. And there's also negative 100, I guess. But anyways, I get very sentimental and stuff. And that's why like, I like, will run into people like that and be like, you know, it's been it's been a while. I don't know you anymore, but I see that you're doing really well. And I'm glad that this person <laughs> that you've become is like, why'd you make that face? <laughs> For a second there, I had to think, is she literally just saying the lyrics to somebody that I used to know? <laughs> No. That's why I made that face, but you weren't. <laughs> so as soon as I figured out, I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> okay. um just the the moment of shock and like terror that flashed upon your face for a moment but no i mean it's like it's 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 nice to see and recognize people that you essentially started out with their players and your talent but you've both made progress in different ways and in some ways you get to celebrate it together through this event so that's really fun right Yeah, it's kind of like when (laughs) I was just going to say, like, it's like when you cross paths with someone that you haven't seen in a long time. And I'm like, that's literally the exact analogy (laughs) that you use. So it was a very good analogy. (laughs) Would you like to mansplain (laughs) meeting old people to me? (laughs) No, I think I'm okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, it, it is kind of like an even just kind of like, I don't know. It also makes you think as well. Because then you're like, wow, like this is where this person is. Like, when's the last time that they probably saw me? Where was I back then when, like, we would have crossed paths and stuff like that? And then it's kind of like a self-reflection piece where you're like, damn, this is how far I've come to. That's really cool. And so, yeah, it was a very, like, positive experience overall. And uh, even though I got made fun of a lot because of the whole <laughs> Riz thing, but at the same time, I ate a lot of beef jerky. And, is it uh, yeah. only the Riz thing? Like, isn't there something else you want to bring up about that broadcast? What 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 could you be talking about? I don't know. Like, you know, a certain <laughs> photo okay. that a certain friend yes. recently made. Not me, wow. by the way. Okay. I'm an instigator. Yeah. I'm not the creator of this <laughs> meme. So what happened was uh, I, I talked to Tal about this because I'm just like, why did this photo come to be again? And then so essentially what happened was like we were both working the same event, but she was on the first caster rotation and I was on the second caster rotation. And so she was working with uh, Becky and they were up first. And then I was coming on with Ravish to kind of like do the next set. And so when I was getting ready, um, I checked Twitter and like, I don't know if this is just me, but Tala posts a lot of photos where she's just like on her <laughs> arm, just yeah, like the same, looking at the camera and thinking. <laughs> same yeah. pose the entire time. It's her right, <laughs> her right hand holding her right cheek. Just staring yes. a bit from the same angle. It's like a downwards looking up angle. And it's cute, yep. but it's the same angle every time. <laughs> yep. And so I saw that photo and I'm like, you know what? How funny would it be if I just did, tried to recreate that exact same photo before me and Ravish go on? <laughs> and so I did it. And then I quote retweeted that with the photo. And then our friend Kit saw that and put them through the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z to create the, the I don't want to say masterpiece, but Mark, Mark P. Tones is what we decided that the Mark P. Tones, I can't remember. Mark I don't remember how exactly it's, it's supposed to be pronounced, but it's that was Mark's the, and epitomies combined. Into no, I'm one. aware, but it was M-A-R-K-P-T-O-I. T-O-M-E-S is what Tala said. And I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay. Regardless, that photo made an appearance because Annie happened to share that right before we went live and the production person saw it and was like, yes. I didn't share it right before you went live. I shared it a day before. Listen, I know how to give advance notice. Remember how my title was a victim of Annie's trolling at the start of this episode? And this is why we were setting up for this story. Oh my goodness. You put this in place. You are brilliant. You didn't catch that? I thought you knew. No, I didn't. It just went right over my head. That's okay. Very well played, Annie. Very well played. You have 9,000 IQ. Congratulations. (laughs) <laughs> your brain is so wrinkly oh my goodness <laughs> so wrinkly so many folds so wrinkly okay all right well let's go into our b segment which is we are trying to talk a little bit more about some questions that people had and so some of the questions that were kind of left over from the q a episode because we couldn't really talk about everything um we're going to slowly address those episode by episode and the question that i picked out today uh is going to be very relatable to both of us but i want to kind of twist it so that you can answer this a little bit more because i'm genuinely curious about this but this comes from we, go, we went Ms. over this the, like last time too <laughs> 
We talk about me a lot. We should talk about you a lot more. I'm learning a bunch by you talking, so don't stop talking because I'm still learning. I feel like I, you know, you're listening. Your talking is enjoyable to listen to. Sometimes that is that is true. Sometimes, see, there you go. I shouldn't be talking as much. You should <laughs> be talking more. I'm, you're a victim to my trolling. A I didn't. Of I didn't mean that. <laughs> okay. All right, I mean, I meant it. I meant half of it. Like I enjoy listening <laughs> oh to you God. talk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go back one not, more time? Am I in the clear now? Can I say the question? <laughs> You're literally holding this reader mail by the gunpoint. <laughs> like, go nope. Ahead. Okay. Go so this question comes in from Miss Josie KK on Twitter. And uh, this is, how is it to switch between games or start in one game and cross over? So I talked a lot about Overwatch. Um, I've talked about it previously on the podcast as well. <coughs> but... My question specific to you is, uh, with your work lately... Why do you get to answer? I'm sorry, I'm being... <laughs> let me, let me gonna just ask, ask you a question first. Let me ask you a question first. I said I was going to spin. I set you up for this. this you know what's going on This is not your here. question. This is JoJo's question. <laughs> this is, but I'm curious to hear your perspective just because um, you are now doing like production with the Calling All Heroes tournament in Overwatch, and you're not doing observing. Very important mm-hmm. differentiation. Yeah. But how transferable are those skills when you go from, like, doing production stuff from Valorant to Overwatch to other games? Uh, Like, how different are things in that sense? Um, I think it's important to have your fundamentals. Uh, You know, knowing the technical stuff is one thing, right? But I've seen this not just in the preparation for my own work, but in other people's work too, it's really important for you to understand the game that you're going into. You don't need to understand it at um, uh, like big understanding. I'm losing my words right now. I don't, it's hit that time of day. What is another, it's like very detailed, many good. You have a deep understanding of the game. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm here for you when the brain stops working. When the brain starts smoothing over all those wrinkles, then okay. I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> deep understanding. Um, as production, I wouldn't say you need as deep of an understanding of the games that you're producing as when you're observing. Um, I think that just comes with the nature of the position of working on a production team as a non-observer. But you do need to have an understanding of how the game works and of the scene and of the tournament and its rules in order to make sure that, you know, the graphics that you're flying are going to be accurate. You understand when these graphics are usually going to be pulled up. Like, for example, in-game overlays. At what point does it look good to have them on screen? And when other points... Are people not going to care about them? Um, Similarly, does it matter if you have replays? Does the game have in-game replays built in already that people are used to seeing and prefer to see as opposed to if somebody, if you had a dedicated replay operator or if you yourself as the producer were going to pull replays from the stream? Different nuances for different games. Um, but as long as you have your fundamentals in understanding, um, setting up a show, working through a run of show and really talking to the people that you're speaking to, 
plus putting in the time to understand the esports scene that you're moving into, I think you'll be fine. It'll it's much easier to transition as a in my experience, at least, it's easier to transition as a production person than an observer. That being said, though, if you do not take that time to trans to like understand the game, and I've seen this happen live mm. right before my face, and I was like, Uh-oh. I was just shadowing. <laughs> I was just shadow- I'm not going to say who, but I was shadowing um, a production one time, and this production crew was not extremely familiar with the game that we were going into. And it was very obvious in the product that they didn't really know what they were doing. So it was really awkward and the viewers called it out and it just made the entire thing look really bad, even though it was a um, a high level production. It was like, mm. it was very well funded, but unfortunately, because there were so many moving parts, I think, you know, the esports or the competitive in-game aspect of it was overlooked and so yeah it's uh it's important to take that time to yeah study up understand the game um in any situation when you're switching things up yeah i think that's a also, really good answer oh yep I, I just something i noticed specifically about overwatch casters you guys don't okay. like throwing to break between maps you just go straight through it <laughs> We're used to that. We're used to there not being a break until after map number three, if at all. Otherwise, you just go through the whole series. Yeah. And that yeah. that that was surprising a little bit when, you know, as a production team, you're like, okay, let's go to a break. And then the casters don't throw to a break because they're not yep. used to it. And then, you know, we're over here like, huh? Um, and that's one of those small things. It's like you got to understand the game that you're yeah. going into and what people are used to. Um, yeah. So once we, you know, figured that out, I have a question though. If you're going yeah. into in a first to three, if you're going to a six map tiebreaker, are there situations where you will always push through and like as a caster, you're speaking through the entire time and you don't take a break? I have done some casts that have gone to, I think the longest was seven maps in total. Just because like in Overwatch 1, there were like ties that can happen, like draw. And then you're like, well, all right, (laughs) I guess we're getting at least another one. Um, Yeah, and we just didn't break. But it it really just depends on the production team. Because in my time in Overwatch, there wasn't really a standard Uh, Some people took a break after map two. Some people took a break after map three. Some people just didn't take a break. Some people took a break after every single map. Like it was very just kind of dependent on what the production people wanted to do. And that was when I started something I always double checked with the run a show or with the production person just to know what the break situation was going to be and like when to throw it or whatnot. Because I've been caught off guard a couple of times as well doing different like Overwatch broadcasts. Mm. Yeah. Well. It's pretty solid. Um, I want to, I have a question for you too, actually, um, from the caster side, because I have the context that, you know, person who asked this question, Jojo is also a caster. Um, You have Overwatch experience. You mentioned earlier you switched to Valorant and then now you've gotten to do Overwatch again. I'm dipping my finger back into the Overwatch (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not for free this time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't know how to respond to that, so we're going to move on. Um, Okay. (laughs) 
<clears throat> that made me mildly uncomfortable. So <laughs> <laughs> mission accomplished. Okay, continue. Um would you like to expand into other games? You have interest in expanding into other games. Um and if I did like, I'm like, should I let you talk? Or like, because I have so many questions in my head. Like, do you like, I'm um, just going to ask the questions. So, you know, you have the questions. Um, <laughs> oh, if boy, you were I'm in to the hot expand seat into now. other games, what would you expand into? And also, <clears throat> why haven't you expanded into other games yet? So one thing I think that really kind of honed in my personal casting style, <clears throat> excuse me, is that sense of knowing the game really well. And a lot of the stuff that you kind of talked about um, with production, like having an, a good idea as to uh, what the scene is like, how the show works, all of that type of stuff, you kind of have to like almost double that if you're a caster. And I don't want to like discount production or anything like that, but when you are in front of a camera and it is very clear you are very out of touch with the community and you were just... They're trying to make it a gig. Oh, man. It. I've been in some... So, okay. I started in Overwatch when I was making the transition into Valorant. Uh, after I started to get, like, a certain, like, decent amount of reps in Valorant, uh, some of my Overwatch buddies wanted to swap over. Because this is when everyone was, like, taking off fat dump on Overwatch, where everyone's like, eh, terrible game. Blizzard doesn't support it. Eh, it's the worst. And... During that time, I cannot count the number of times that I tried to cast with people from Overwatch who very clearly did not understand Valorant at all on camera, mixing up the names of the abilities, not knowing the names of the guns, not knowing the names of the agents. And it just came off as really embarrassing. And similarly to you, um, you think like those little mishaps are bad? Twitch chat was eating us alive. <laughs> And quite frankly, like maybe that's just a reflection of the Valorant community, but you can't pretend to know what you can't pretend. You just straight up cannot pretend. And so when you ask me about like why I haven't expanded into other games, the only reason I expanded into Valorant in the first place was because I started playing it. I started hanging out with my now roommate and his friends at the time. They're still friends. <laughs> I just don't play with them as often. Uh, we were we were all playing Valorant together, right? And because I was like playing Valorant, you know, I was learning all the things, all the calls, all the agents, and I was having a lot of fun with it. I started to become a part of the Valorant community first before I started casting Valorant. Um, I didn't want to go in there and just kind of pretend like, oh, yes, Valorant, the new brand new game by Rito Games is going to be great. And I'm going to use my Overwatch knowledge to make it happen. No, that's just simply not going to work. And even swapping styles from Overwatch where it's literally and I I'm curious to see if you notice this in production, but it is like you don't leave any dead air at all. It is literally just you yeah. play by play. Right over to the color. It was very interesting that I saw this point. Right back to the play-by-play. -play. And you just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Valorant, lot slower pace. There's a break after every single map. But also, too, it is actually good practice if you and your caster know when to let the game, like, chill out for a second. Like, you don't say anything so that you can let those dramatic moments build up. Mm -hmm. Looking at other video games, I don't have the knowledge of 
a lot of that type of stuff. If I try to step into Call of Duty, no bueno, man. I haven't touched a Call of Duty game since I was in university, and we okay. know how old I am. Okay, so, so that's so funny. <laughs> I was telling somebody earlier, man, yeah. if I ever get into Call of Duty, it's going to be really hard for me to survive because I <laughs> laugh every time I hear somebody say duty. <laughs> and I did it just now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why you laughed. I thought it was a no bueno, yeah. but nope. Call of Duty, uh, <laughs> Call of Dutes. Um, like, I if I were to move into another game, I think it would have to be because I started playing the game a lot and I understand what's going on, and then I started to wake, work my way up. Uh, I will say though, it is worth mentioning, similar to what you said, if you get the fundamentals down in one game, it is easier to get into the other games that you are interested in because people kind of know who you are, and so that you can kind of come in and there will be a little bit more. You're not starting from scratch, right? Just proving that you can like sit in front of a camera and be proper. Um, so there is that, but it's still a very big learning curve for every single game, which personally intimidates the heck out of me. And so I haven't really invested a lot of time to try and learn or really work any other games besides just kind of like Overwatch and Valorant and Fall Guys because I just sat down and played a lot of Fall Guys for a really long time. I forgot you did the Fall Guys thing. Yeah, I became the bean. How could you forget? (laughs) Something I locked away in my head. (laughs) Just sealed away. It was a core memory for me. (laughs) You do. You're more in Fall Guys than I am at this point. Um, Wow. I actually got that from Community Gaming. Thanks, Community Gaming. (laughs) (laughs) not sponsored (laughs) yeah that sounded like a very sponsored toe (laughs) well i mean like it was it was a gift from my company true so yeah true (laughs) not sponsored but yeah uh yeah 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 i have another part of the question for you though oh okay what other other game would you want to try i honestly don't know I think the one that kind of comes to mind the most would be Halo because I played a lot of Halo before. Ooh. What happened to I... Halo esports? Does anyone know? Where are you at? <laughs> three four three industries. Oh, what Forge mode just came out? Something that should have been included with launch as well as a co-op campaign at launch. <laughs> We're getting it at the end of the year now. It is no. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> of that but somebody's extremely passionate about (laughs) halo (laughs) eddie i was extremely excited for halo i thought it was going to be really good it had a lot of promise and then 343 just kind of i bought skins in halo and i haven't played halo in months you want to play halo (laughs) after this i'd have to patch it i mean i guess i could my download speed go burr now that i'm in my new place oh yeah I, i made a mistake I, I really made mean? a mistake. This is my fault. What'd you do? I have um I have a splitter, an Ethernet splitter. Okay. <clears throat> it caps at two hundred download. It was plugged into my PC for a couple of months. I came here and I was like, why is this why is my download speed two hundred? And then I swapped it from the splitter <laughs> to directly to the modem and I was like, that's why. That is why I've been like, having issues. That's <laughs> I was oh god, it's like stupid freaking. <sighs> You're a producer, say, Annie Poo. You're a tech <laughs> producer. I was like, why don't you just not use the splitter then? Then you get internet speed better. But that was the problem, wasn't it? <laughs> 
I had Eddie's looking use, away dejected for the audio listener. <laughs> I had let me I had to use the audio the audio splitter. No, sorry, different. Yes, different I thing. love audio splitters. That has um, the volume. Continue. <laughs> I had to use the Ethernet splitter because I needed more Ethernet ports and I didn't think about it. <laughs> and here you are now. Well, at least you fixed your internet then. That's really good. By moving. Yes, sure. that's the reason why you were able to fix your internet. <laughs> if, if you didn't move, then you never would have found out about the splitter. <laughs> I would have found out eventually, but... No, it's because you moved you found out about the splitter. Sure. Yeah, we can <laughs> go with that. I don't want to argue with you anymore, so... I always okay. lose. Well, <laughs> hey, you admitted defeat a couple episodes ago. I still remember that. <laughs> Don't pretend you always. Okay, that's an argument for another time. But let's close this out because we're, we're kind of going over fingers time here. now. He pointed his fingers at me, guys. <laughs> you point your finger at me all the time. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> so that is going to wrap things up here. Uh, once again, we are trying to do a little bit more questions. So if you do have a question, then please reach out to us. We'll make another tweet on the Pushing Buttons podcast Twitter, um, being like. More questions. Hit us up. We've still got a couple in the bag, but of course, let's get some more. On top of that, too, we can kind of pull out questions that will relate to kind of the stuff that we've been doing, uh, similar to this one here. So make sure to do that. And it's at Push Buttons Pod on Twitter. I nailed it. I double checked it this time because I goofed it up all the last times. Uh, follow that for all of the big announcements. And also to uh, watching me become a victim of Annie's trolling. That actually happens fairly frequently on that account. It's uh, it, it's kind of like backed off since he moved, but... <laughs> I am other account it's the other account push buttons pod sorry push butt pod <laughs> no but you also do it on push butt pod as well no push button <laughs> god damn it <laughs> okay now you've thrown me off but that's gonna wrap up this episode make sure to like subscribe follow whatever platform you're on also too if you leave us a review uh let us let us know some feedback that can help to improve the show as we're kind of figuring out what our jam is with this flow so that'd be super helpful as well but that just about wraps up all the plugs. Annie, do you have any final words? <laughs> do you want me to like play-by-play -play cast this? Like what, what's the move here? <laughs> no, uh, you can't throw that in here when we're... Oh, well, I guess that's from the previous episode. That's fine. I was... I got confused for a moment, but I have no <laughs> thoughts. Head empty. I'm LFT looking for thoughts. <laughs> That was the clearest example of that. But thank you so much for listening to the Pushing Buttons podcast. My name is Marks. That was Andy. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye, everyone. You are very aggressively waving at me. <laughs>